it was early in the 2020 offseason, and the Eagles were getting ready for the draft. Doug Peterson was beginning his fifth season as head coach, and he hired Marty Morningweg to be his senior offensive consultant. One of Marty's pre-draft tasks was to look at film, specifically of quarterback prospects, like Jalen Hurts, who was coming off a fantastic senior season at Oklahoma as the Heisman Trophy runner-up after he transferred from Alabama. When you first put eyes on him on film, do you remember when that was? Well, yeah, it was pre-draft, of course. I took the Alabama film out first, and you could tell he had gut instincts. His vision was excellent. He typically made very good decisions. His accuracy was just a little bit below par uh, for a top-flight quarterback. Then, Marty took out the Oklahoma tape, and he saw a huge jump, especially with accuracy. It didn't take him long to reach a verdict. He had all of these things, right? He was born with an unusual amount of talent, more than most people. And then his environment, his dad was a high school coach. That was important. So then you get a talented young man that's very, very diligent. This man will not be outworked. The leadership ability sort of comes naturally to him, right? And then the man loves competition. So I graded him very, very high. Marty Morningweg is a football lifer. He was the Eagles offensive coordinator for the bulk of the Andy Reid era. And in three decades as an NFL coach, he'd worked with some of the top quarterbacks in the league. Names like Brett Favre, Steve Young, Jeff Garcia, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Nick Foles, Geno Smith, and Lamar Jackson. Marty can spot a franchise quarterback when he sees one. Some guys are built to play quarterback in the National Football League, and Jalen Hurts is built to play quarterback and lead a franchise in the National Football League. That's essentially what Marty told Doug, general manager Howie Roseman, and owner Jeffrey Lurie before the 2020 draft. They trusted his opinion based on their experience with Marty during all those years with Andy Reid especially when it came to the quarterback position. But even though Marty was bullish on Hertz, there was something that didn't add up. So about two weeks before the draft, if I remember correctly, Howie called and we talked specifically about Jalen. And it was probably a 10 or 15 minute conversation. And then at the end, I said, okay, why are we discussing this? Because we just signed the man, Carson Wentz, to a new contract. That was the big elephant in the room. Carson had just signed a four-year, $128 million extension the previous April. So Marty was curious. What were the Eagles doing? Why were they spending so much energy looking into another quarterback that was probably going to be drafted high? I believe this came up, that something like we have played in nine playoff games, and Carson Wentz has played six plays of those playoff games. And I go, I got you. This would be a, a fantastic situation if that's the concern. It turned out Marty was right. 
But that's not necessarily the immediate future the Eagles had envisioned for Jalen. He was never supposed to be the guy, at least with Carson Wentz, the bonafide franchise quarterback. So how can the Eagles now be so sure after signing Jalen Hurts to a franchise-altering extension this offseason that this time they've got the right guy? What went on behind the scenes that put Jalen in a position to supplant Carson in less than one season? At the end of that year, it was done. Yeah. It was over. I'm Jeff McClain. I'm the Eagles beat reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and this is Uncovering the Birds a Philadelphia Inquirer and KOW News Radio original podcast sponsored by Wawa. Episode 9, Face of the Franchise. Have you ever read the book Freakonomics or listened to the podcast? This is one of the writers, Stephen J. Dubner. If your job is to try to predict how, say, a college quarterback will do in the NFL, and if there are millions of dollars riding on that prediction, my advice is that you might just want to grab a coin and flip it. While his metaphor may be apt for describing the hit rate in the first round of the NFL draft, when it comes to finding franchise quarterbacks, He might as well take that coin and flip it about a thousand times. This is the question that NFL teams obsess about. How do you find a franchise quarterback? How would I define a franchise quarterback? It's a phrase that's used a lot, but there are only a select few that actually fit the description. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, there's a supreme talent and mine on that field. But there are more layers to that description. Let's take a look at the Eagles, for instance. They've been around for 90 years, and they've had some prominent quarterbacks. Donald McNabb, Randall Cunningham, Ron Jaworski. But in terms of what you'd consider a modern-day franchise quarterback, it's pretty much been McNabb, and that's it. And the Eagles have been looking for his replacement ever since. I'm so happy because this guy was uptight in our interview yesterday. Like, let's get this over with. Now you all smile. Yes, sir. It's an exciting time. You know, I don't think I was uptight yesterday, but uh, real exciting and I'm happy to be an Eagle. The emotion, Philadelphia, are you ready for the Eagles fans? Yes, sir. I'm bringing it. They're getting a passionate player themselves, so it's going to be a fun one. They say he said you get a passionate player. It's going to be fun. It's exciting. Back in 2016, the Eagles thought they had their guy, Carson Wentz. And you know what? It seemed at one point that everyone else believed it too. Seven years later, we now know how that turned out. The Eagles made several trades at offseason to move all the way up to number two overall to draft Carson. Two years later, he had the team at 11-2 and and on their way to the Super Bowl. Then he tore his ACL and had to miss the rest of the season. He was never the same after that, both in body and mind. For one, Carson watched his backup, Nick Foles, lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Two, the team started to regress. And lastly, injuries mounted. And for the third straight year, his season ended prematurely when he suffered a concussion 
only nine plays into the first round of the 2019 playoffs. To Eagles management, it became increasingly clear that they needed a viable backup. That's when Jalen Hurts jumped on their radar. We have the 53rd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Hurts, quarterback, Oklahoma. Well, it just got interesting, ladies and gentlemen, as Jalen Hurts is going to Doug Peterson and that Philadelphia offense, and there are a million ways this can go. I just don't see it. It doesn't make sense to me. I believe they could have gone out and got another wide receiver or gotten a player that could have helped them this year, not down the future. I'm starting to wonder, do they really not trust? Because I have to ask this question. Do they not trust Carson Wentz as a performer and as a durable quarterback? Fox Sports, as you just heard there, was expressing the way many felt about the Jalen Hurts draft pick. They were shocked. Certainly, Philadelphia was too. But the one person who may have been shocked the most was Carson Wentz. I asked Marty Morningweg, if he ever sensed that drafting Jalen bothered Carson. He said he never really got to know Carson that well, but having been around similar circumstances before, he felt he shouldn't have been a problem. Carson Wentz had just signed a huge contract. Why would that man ever look backwards? Eventually, I found out that Carson was unnerved by Jalen. Now, there's been this theory that, you know, the Eagles kind of like, I wouldn't say torpedoed, but in drafting Hurts, you know, the Eagles deserve some, need to shoulder some of the blame for how Wentz performed that season because they shouldn't have drafted the quarterback in the second round. What do you, what do you say to that? That's the biggest bunch of bull bleep I've ever heard. Why? Because that quarterback position is so valuable, right? He may end up being the next franchise quarterback for your organization. All of the starting quarterbacks in the National Football League should understand that. As for Carson, he didn't or he couldn't. Going into the 2020 season, it was believed that the Eagles had enough to get back to the playoffs. But Carson got off to a dreadful start, and it just continued to snowball from there. It's important to note that the Eagles were marred by injury, especially on the offensive line. But each week, it seemed as if Carson had hit rock bottom. And Carson seemed oblivious to how poorly he had been playing and struggled to be accountable for the mistakes that he kept making week in and week out. Finally, Doug felt he had no choice but to pull Carson for the second half of the game against the Packers in Green Bay. That next week, Peterson and all of his coaches, including Marty Morningweg, sat down in a meeting to decide whether Jalen would start against the Saints the following week. I remember saying, okay, if you make the move now, there's no turning back. Uh, or or if, if you turn back, there's a little bit of that trust that was going to be broken. So that's how that meeting went. And everybody that wanted to uh, was able to, to speak their mind. The Eagles didn't turn back. It was full steam ahead. So how do you go from this in 2020 when Jalen was making his first couple starts? Back goes Hurts again, and it is intercepted today. He had three interceptions, 
and a lost fumble. To this, just two years later, when Jalen was an MVP candidate in 2022. Hurts looks, fakes, still looking. He is going deep down the far side, and it is A.J. Brown again! Another touchdown! 29 yards! Boom! How about all the people last year who said, Jalen Hurts can't throw deep. Well, you know, they're just talking. There's people that like to talk. Three magnificent touchdown passes. Jalen had some good moments in his rookie season in 2020. Clearly, he showed the Eagles enough in those final four starts to convince them that he was ready once Carson Wentz forced a trade the next offseason. But to think that Jalen would transform from that quarterback to the one we saw in 2022 is remarkable. Jalen isn't your prototypical pocket quarterback. Mobility is a considerable part of his skill set. So you have to take that into account when you're developing that type of quarterback and you're game planning for him. Over the years, Marty Morningweg created a checklist for developing mobile quarterbacks. Rule number one, you got to get them comfortable passing the football. You have to train them in the pocket. You have to give them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reps. And then over the course of the first three years, that man must develop to where he can function at a high level in the pocket, even though he's got great mobility. Marty's second rule for mobile quarterbacks is when they should or shouldn't take off. Here's my philosophy on these great quarterbacks that have some athleticism. Run them. Just enough. Some of this read option and some of these called quarterback runs, run them just enough to where it's always a threat every single play. Marty's third rule, and it's more of an overarching one for all young quarterbacks, is to make them as comfortable as possible executing the game plan. I've coached a lot of young quarterbacks, rookies from Nick Foles' rookie year to Geno Smith to, to the great Lamar Jackson. And, and Jalen that we're talking about now, right? You must play directly to this young man's strengths and then stay one step ahead. You try to stay one step ahead of your next opponent, right? And here's what happens. He develops all those other things. Even though Jalen showed promise, the Eagles' 2020 season was a disaster. They went 4-11-1. Doug Peterson was fired. Carson Wentz forced to trade. And the Eagles had to start all over again. Marty left that offseason too. Since then, the results speak for themselves. Marty gives Eagles coach Nick Sirianni a lot of credit for realizing halfway through his first season that he had to do what Marty was talking about. Played to Jalen's strengths as a runner. How did it end um, with Jalen? Like, I mean, your last kind of last contact with him before, you know, obviously you left the, the organization well, I knew Jalen was going to be the man. So it was all positive. Jalen and I still hollered each other on, a, uh, on an occasion. You know, congratulations to Jalen Hurts in that new contract. Because in athletics, and especially in the National Football League, you get what you earn, right? Nothing's given to you. So Jalen Hurts has earned that big contract that he got. In April the Eagles signed Jalen to a five-year, $255 million contract 
with $110 million guaranteed up front. But it feels just like yesterday that the team was doing the exact same thing with someone else. Thanks for coming out today. Uh, I couldn't be more pleased that uh, Carson's going to be our quarterback for many more years. Well, first of all, I want to thank the good Lord uh, for this opportunity, this blessing. Um, it's, it's pretty surreal. I'm still kind of sinking in a little bit. I want to thank my amazing wife. When it comes to these big contracts, there's always a substantial risk. Here's the thing. The circumstances with Jalen are different than they were with Carson. We'll tell you why next. With Wawa Smoothies, transitions in your day couldn't be smoother. Whether you're shifting into the night or taking the night shift, leaping into vacay or planning for the next day, soaking up the sun or getting errands done, get ready to sip into the weekend or out of a Monday with a variety of delicious smoothies like strawberry cheesecake, caramel chocolate chip, or a mango fruit smoothie. No matter the occasion, you'll have a flavor to move into any moment. Make a smooth transition with a Wawa smoothie. I'm Jeff McLean, and this is Uncovering the Birds, sponsored by Wawa. Howie Roseman and the Eagles signed Jalen Hurts to his extension in the middle of April. It was the biggest deal in NFL history in terms of annual payout. We're certainly not at the end of the story. I think we're really at the beginning of the story, but um, just really excited about doing this together with him and having him uh, a part of this team and, and having that done in a, in a way that, that really uh, worked out well for both sides. On the day the Eagles and Jalen made it official, Owner Jeffrey Lurie was more than happy to sign the deal. Finally, he and the Eagles believe they found a franchise quarterback successor to Donovan McNabb. It's crucial, no matter what, that you can find your quarterback for the present and the future. And to have that person be as sterling a character and as passionate about his craft and as dedicated as this young 24-year-old is, is remarkable. You know, I think about these moments and I think about these times. You say it's an exciting moment. You know, it's an exciting moment. But I think I've set the precedent for what it is that I desire and what I set out to do and what this organization has set out to do. The only thing that I've ever uh, wanted to do is be the best version of myself. That hasn't changed. That won't change. But given the way things didn't work out with Carson Wentz, I thought it was only fair to ask Howie what he's learned over the years about these types of contracts. How can he be so sure that this time the Eagles got it right? You've been a part of several franchise uh, quarterback deals uh, since you've been with the Eagles. How have they informed you in terms of looking at Jalen's mental makeup and, mm -hmm. and how he will be able to handle a significant amount of pay being the face of the franchise and um, doing all the necessary things that need to be done when, when you were in that role? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get in the comparison game because I don't think that's fair. What I would say um, in terms of Jalen, the one thing you know about with Jalen is that the money is not going to change him. The money is not going to affect him. 
I know how much football matters to him. I know how much improving at football matters to him. I know how much he wants to be coached. I know how important it is to try to deliver a championship to the city. And so I don't have any doubt in my mind that giving Jalen this contract will not change the person that Jalen is. In terms of Carson Wentz, I don't think money was what affected him. What affected him was the way the Eagles handled him. And they empowered him too much, gave him too much sway, and ultimately that played to some of his worst impulses. A perfect example came in his rookie season. For his first career preseason game with the Eagles, Carson missed an exit on the way to Lincoln Financial Field. Jeffrey Lurie eventually approved the Eagles obtaining a police escort for Carson to every home game for the rest of his career here in Philadelphia. No Eagles player had ever before received such special treatment. Teams get escorts, not individuals. Brian Johnson has been the Eagles quarterback's coach the last two years. He was promoted to offensive coordinator this offseason. He thinks Jalen's work ethic is one of the factors that sets him apart. We talked about that recently when I asked Brian about studying film with Jalen. We're on FaceTime, and we'll go over the game Sunday night and just kind of talk about different scenarios that popped up in the game. And then Monday we'll come in and we'll watch it and correct it. On Tuesday, which is the off day, he usually, like, he does his deal in the morning, comes in later that evening, and tries to just get a jump start on what we're putting in, getting ready for the Wednesday meeting. So I think... You know, football players just inherently are kind of like creatures of routine yeah. and, and habit. And I think the older you get, like, you just kind of get into a groove of this is what works for me. Yeah. And everybody's a little bit different in their process and how they get to it. But I think, you know, he's kind of found a groove in terms of, okay, this is the best way for me to prepare myself to get ready to play. And that's a mindset he's going to need. Because for as good as Jalen has been, there's still more he has to do. Jalen Hurts wouldn't be Jalen Hurts without his legs. He set an NFL record for rushing touchdowns for a quarterback last season. But at what point should the Eagles, especially head coach Nick Sirianni, start thinking about whether the risk of running Jalen is worth the reward? Jalen's not long-term. How much time do you spend thinking through whether it's uh, schematic or coaching or or personnel changes? How do you make sure that that he stays healthy? Yeah, like, uh, I wasn't, like... Here's what I definitely wasn't doing. Uh, Jalen's on a rookie contract. I'm just going to be reckless and do whatever we want with him. Um, and so, like, we were very careful. I know, and, you know, he got injured. He's gotten injured. But we didn't pay him more to do less. I'll say that. Will we still think about how to protect him? Yeah, because that's our job to protect our quarterback. You know, Jalen does a lot of things really well, and we want to utilize the skills that he has so he can continue to play at a high level. To me, we'll, we'll continue to go about our business the same way we went about our, you know, we've went about our business. We'll, we'll always think about protecting him first. But, you know, we didn't pay him more to do less. The game against the Bears in Chicago in mid-December provided the perfect point. Hurts in the gun again. And running with it up to about the 20-yard line is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts very on. slow to get up. He fakes it to Miles Sanders. He keeps it around the right side and very slow to get up and get back to the huddle. Still picks up three yards. 
Jalen finished the game, but missed the next two with a shoulder sprain, and it nearly cost the Eagles the number one seed. If there's one quarterback who knows what it's like to juggle running and staying in the pocket, it's Michael Vick. I caught up with him at the start of last season when I was writing a feature about Jalen continuing the Eagles' history of black quarterbacks. Check out the show notes for a link to the article. You want to add a little more and have more dual threat system? You want a quarterback that can work the defense a little bit? Then that's what you go get. If you want a quarterback that's going to just play the pocket passing game and be willing to sit back there all day, then you know you got to build off. You got to do a little bit more, but it's okay. You get to choose what style of play you want to present. Like, I broke that barrier and made it so that it could be what this is now. Another area where every young quarterback can improve is accuracy, Jalen included. I brought this up with Brian Johnson, the Eagles' new offensive coordinator. One of the biggest things that we talked about after last year was just our timing yeah. of understanding each play is essentially independent, and that timing varies based on a bunch of different factors. So finding, finding your timing and finding your rhythm of understanding when the ball's supposed to be out and being able to do that on a consistent basis and building your memory bank of how teams play you, of, of taking all those accrued reps that you've had over the course of two years in the NFL, okay, and he's very, very good at not making the same mistake twice. Now I'm going to shift gears a little bit and talk about Jalen off the field and some of his personality. It's well known that he's stoic that he's very businesslike, and that everything is mostly about football. Like Marty Morningweg told us, you got to really work hard to break down that facade. I heard a little bit of this, oh, he's kind of standoff. I'm going, guys, guys, this man is diligent. Everybody is different from one another. Allow him to be himself. But there was one time that he was in my office, and I, I, I said, hey, Jalen Hurts, It's okay to let your personality to show one of these days as long as you have one. And, of course, he laughed at that. So maybe that comment helped a little bit. Over the last three years, I've spoken to a number of people who know Jalen well, both with the Eagles and away from the team, just to get an idea of what makes him tick. The picture that they have painted is of a man who may be almost the ideal ambassador for a team. Jalen has shown that there are causes he believes in and he supports. Take, for example, black-owned businesses. After the NFC Championship game, he and his circle celebrated at Food Chasers in Elkins Park. The restaurant is owned by twin sisters, Maya Johnstone and Kayla Johnstone. It's like a great... Guy, he's like he whispers to us every now and then little marketing ideas, like, yeah. and he follows us on Instagram. So he's like, I like on Sunday. He was like, when we were saying thank you to him, we like started crying. Like you guys went anywhere, so he like pulled us aside. Like I see what you're doing with the kids in the community because we have a foundation where we like cook for kids in the inner city. So he was like, I see what you guys are doing in the community. I actually admire you all. You know, and he was like, all I, all I want to leave y'all with is dream bigger. Like, all right, let's, let's do something. Jalen's brand is growing, too. 
He's got endorsement deals with Pepsi, Gillette, Kellogg's, and many more. He's used his platform to leverage gender equity in sports. All the members of his business team are women. He's devoted a lot of his time to community events in Philadelphia and his hometown, Houston. He's held camps for kids, and he's also been a strong voice speaking out against gun violence. Jalen Hurts, he walked into Roxborough to talk with students from Roxborough High and W.B. Saul High School, and he offered condolences for their traumatic loss off the field. Back in September, you remember 14-year-old Nicholas Elizalde was shot and killed after a scrimmage at Roxborough High. He played for the team there. Jalen also takes pride in being a black quarterback. During our conversation for my story in September, he spoke about the impact Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, and Michael Vick had on him growing up. He knows that the black quarterbacks before him had to endure many struggles. He hopes to be an inspiration for the next generation. It's just cool to have that relationship, being able to talk to them and reach out to them when I need to. We share a common bond in being quarterbacks for the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you embrace that? Like, do you want want to be known as a black quarterback, or do you just want to be known as a, as a quarterback? You know, I'm a quarterback. Um, I think I'm a quarterback. And I know we live in a, a world where something means a little more, you know what I mean? And, you know, if you're the guy, you're that guy. So there's a deeper meaning to it all. Randall, who I spoke to as well for this story in September, thinks that Jalen is up to the task. I really, really respect this young man to the utmost. I am a big fan of his. I, I truly believe in him. I think that he's uh, more talented than I was. I think that he has a great understanding of how to um, not portray, but live the life of someone who really understands the position, what it takes, the dedication. And then the thing about him that I love so much is just his character. I mean, I listen and I only hear him saying things out of wisdom. I don't hear him putting a lot of foolishness out there, you know. And I know when I play, I made, you know, quite a few mistakes that, you know, there's some things I'd like to take back. But, you know, it's out there and it's, you know, it is what it is. But I really, I really like everything about this young man. So what's next for Jalen Hurts? As great as Jalen's regular season was, he may have saved his best performance for the last game. He was phenomenal in the Super Bowl. Jalen, you said at the Super Bowl you, you had a purpose before anybody had an opinion. Now you're the highest paid player in the league. I mean, how satisfying is that for you? Yeah, I think uh, money is nice, championships are better. He's only 24. As high as his ceiling may be, he's still very young, and we don't know everything yet about Jalen. Martin Warningweg told us in the beginning what he thought Jalen Hurts could be. He's equally convinced about the franchise quarterback he'll become. With a player who has led his team to a Super Bowl and played at a high level, he's proven that. So now, now, pick out one thing, one thing, to hammer out. Now, now you're talking sometimes some of these weaknesses. There's no ceiling for Jalen Hurts. I would expect his wins 
to be sky high. I would expect him to win a couple of Super Bowls. I'd expect him to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, I would set the, the expectations very high and never adjust them. Next time on Uncovering the Birds, our 10th episode and season finale. Who's Sean Desai? The guy hired to replace Jonathan Gannon as the Eagles defensive coordinator. I try to enter this job as trying to be the best defensive coordinator in the NFL, not being the best Indian defensive coordinator or not being the best whatever. We're going to give ourselves a long weekend for the Memorial Day holiday. So this episode will drop Wednesday, May 31st. This is Uncovering the Birds, sponsored by Wawa, a production of the Philadelphia Inquirer and KOW News Radio original podcast. Our producer is KOW News Radio's Brian Seltzer. Tom Rickert is KOW News Radio's director of podcasting. The executive producer from the Philadelphia Inquirer is Renee Eiffel. Special thanks to my colleague at the Inquirer, Matt Breen, NFL Network, and NBC 10 Philadelphia. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. You know what would be a big help? Please just tell one person about the pod to help us spread the word. You can also leave us a review or a rating, like Runner1999 did on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the feedback. You can listen to episodes of Uncovering the Birds free on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts, or go to inquire.com slash podcasts. I'm Jeff McLean. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore McLean, or find me on any social media platform like Instagram or Facebook, or just read my stories at inquire.com. We'll talk to you after the holiday. Hey, it's Dave Uram from Philadelphia's Morning News. Do you think you're one of Philadelphia's biggest sports fans? Do you know someone who has a great story about their fandom? Well, we want to tell these stories in our Philadelphia Sports Fan of the Week series. Hit us up at kywnewsradio.com slash fans.